Welcome to the Mark of a Leader podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Fernandez. Today we are in studio with our CEO and chief storyteller, Doug Keeley. Doug, thank you for being here. Great to be here, Danielle. We are speaking about leadership stories today, so why don't you take it away? Well, one of our uh, storytelling training programs is called Storytelling for Leaders. And the idea is help to, to help leaders uh, make stories a very strategic tool uh, in their toolkit of, of ways that they help their people. And uh, one of the most powerful of those is what we call um, connection stories, which uh, do two things. They create rapport with people, and they can also be used as examples of um, how they believe their employees should behave as, as human beings. Let's dig into both of those. First, what are you like as a person? Um, right. So, uh, yeah, not what am I like. I think what 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 is a leader like as a person? So connection stories for leaders are relevant because, frankly, most people are intimidated by the senior people uh, in their organization, um, you know, the CEO or whatever who walks in and is making X million dollars a year and has an entourage following them around. And if you're a newer junior person in the organization, you may think, well, gee, I don't have much in common with that person. And and, and the fact is that's not true. Um, every CEO started, you know, at the bottom and uh, we all as human beings have the same needs and the same uh, ways, things that we have to do in order to get by as human beings. And so stories help us show other people that we are like them, that we have a lot of things in common with them so they can relate. So, so why would that matter? So f- think, for example, um, something has done something, someone has done something at your organization and you're not happy with that behavior. The typical model is if you go directly at them and say, you know, we're really not happy with that behavior, here's why and here's what the report was, the challenge with that is people will get defensive. And when people get defensive, they close down, they're not typically open to new suggestions and you probably won't cause behavior change. But um, if you can use a story, uh, you can present the same point of view but in a way that's indirect. So, for example, you might tell a personal story where you did something not dissimilar to what they did and say, you know, I, I, I can really relate to why you did that because when I was, uh, you know, relatively new at the organization, um, I did this and here's what happened and here's what I learned from it. And maybe that could be valuable to you as well. So now you've told them how you, what the challenge is with your behavior. You've given them an example from your personal life about how you actually went through the same thing and the lesson you learned from that. There's absolutely going to be no defensiveness because they're actually listening to your story and they're getting, they're getting two things out of it. Okay, one, this is how I'm supposed to behave. And uh, number two, uh, wow, this person has um, things in touch with us you know, in, in, that I have in common with them. I think, um, you know, I, I have a, a funny kind of story from my background that I used to tell a lot um, with my agency. And uh, I, I always thought you could never be too well prepared for a new business pitch. But I also thought um, that you can, uh, you can jinx yourself very easily. Uh, whatever funny version of gods you believe in, I think they're gods that look down on us and they wait for us on the golf course to say, boy, am I ever playing well today? And that's pretty sure a sign you're going to get a seven or an eight or worse on the next hole. And, um, 
And so I, I remember uh, learning the hard way that you never walk out of a pitch and say, oh my gosh, we nailed that. We are going to win that. Uh, and pretty much uh, I have dozens of stories or where that happened. And uh, so I used to tell people those stories to say, don't ever walk away uh, believing that you won the pitch. I also had similar things around thinking, boy, if we ever got this ready, we're better prepared than anyone. You know, you walk out thinking we killed that. And I remember once pitching a large event for um, an automobile company and we thought, oh, did we ever crush that? And and we walked out and there was a second room where our competitor had brought a whole orchestra in and they were actually going to play the music of the event uh, live to them. And needless to say, they won. And I thought, oh, you know, uh, you can never be too well prepared. So I can say to someone, you know what, are you really well prepared? Have you got the pitch ready? Are you done? Or I can tell that story and the story is going to have a greater impact and it's going to stick. That makes sense. So how about those behaviors? Right. So that was um, stories as a person and um, and a little bit of stories as, uh, as behaviors. I'll, I'll go more into um, behavior. So uh, all religious books, as I've said many times, are basically storybooks. And that's because inside the stories, the people of that religion learn how they're supposed to behave in certain circumstances. So from the Bible, I'll pick the Good Samaritan story because everyone knows it. Uh, if you're familiar with the Bible, it says that if someone's uh, having trouble by the side of the road, you should be a Good Samaritan and you should stop and help them. So that's one of the fundamental values, shall we call it, of, of Christianity. And people remember that, um, that story. And, and, and so if you apply similar stories to a business environment, uh, people say, okay, that's how I'm supposed to behave in this kind of environment. When you take behavior collectively, it's called culture and culture drives uh, performance. So I, I'll give you a quick story around that from... Uh, again, from Mars, who we use a lot because they're such a, a good global client of the anecdote storytelling programs. And uh, this is a story from uh, many years ago when Victoria Mars was the chairperson of Mars, uh, still one of the largest food companies, family-owned business. And Victoria was in her 60s. She was wealthy, picture a well-dressed woman. Uh, and she liked to keep in touch with what was happening with the company and in their retailers around the world. So she went on a tour and um, she went into one supermarket to, with a sales manager in the region to uh, see a display for their cat food whiskeys. And um, so picture this, you know, Victoria's got a small entourage. Everyone's nervous, like, okay, I hope she's happy. And uh, she's walking politely through the supermarket and uh, she gets kind of ahead of the sales uh, executive and uh, they turn around the corner and they can see uh, a young woman from the retailer on the floor on her hands and knees um, with cans all over the place and still finishing putting the display together and Victoria got there ahead of them and immediately got down on her knees and asked the young woman what she could do to help and then she started putting the whiskers back in the display case and they were completely dumbfounded by this, but it's a fantastic story that says at, at Mars, everyone inside the organization digs in when something needs to be done. There's no exclusion from that, including, you know, the chairperson of the organization. So again, as a Mars uh, manager, I could tell my team, you know what, get involved, get involved, you know, you got to do this. It's much more powerful to tell the story of this is how we behave around here. Let me tell you about Victoria Mars. 
So that, again, is why stories can be so powerful. Where are some other places that leaders can use stories? Oh, there's virtually no end of places they can use them. So we talked about connection stories, uh, stories that show your behavior. Uh, you've heard us talk about the uh, clarity story pattern, if you've, if you've heard any of our other podcasts. And a clarity story will help you uh, explain new complex ideas. It might be a reorg, it might be an acquisition, it might be a move. Uh, it's a succinct way to uh, sh tell a story, a complex story, while answering the question why you're doing this so that people get the why of it. So that's the, um, the connection story model. But between our four models, uh, the connection story, the clarity story, the success story, and the influence story, and then also some specific types of stories that companies have around vision, mission, and values, and their origin story, and so on, there's a, an, an almost limitless number of places where leaders can use stories. So do leaders need to have a lot of stories on hand? Well, I think so. I, I think the goal is uh, to have a lot of different kinds of stories that you've got uh, in your memory that you can pull on as you need them. And, it's, and it takes active work to do this. We talk about building story libraries, using tools like Evernote or OneNote, whatever your, your tool is, or writing it in a book so that you, you recognize stories when you see them, you capture them, and then you learn how to tell them. And um, I, I can tell you endless stories of the best presenters that I've seen in 30 years working as a communication supplier uh, to large corporations around the world. Without exception, the best stor storytellers were the best presenters. Thank you very much, Doug. Thanks, Danielle. That is episode of Leadership Stories here on the Mark of a Leader podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.